The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 289 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. It's the holiday season, which means it's time for pop culture creators to make their intellectual properties fit into a Christmas-themed special. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Here to talk about it is New World Comics owner Buck Berlin. Buck, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, man. So we might as well get this out of the way because everyone will be expecting it, and that's the Star Wars holiday special. (laughs) Buck, you're too young to remember when it originally came out, but I'm guessing you've seen it. Yeah, uh, I am of the era that... I uh, I bought a copy at a convention. On, oh my gosh. On VHS. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, early two thousands, back when you know DVD was just starting to take hold. Yeah. So uh, uh, so what we're guessing is George Lucas hadn't managed to burn all the copies. No, no. Uh, <laughs> luckily, someone uh, you know found some tape at a studio and you know put it out there for all to enjoy. Now, have you seen the Rift Tracks version of it? Yes. Oh, that is cuz that's delightful. It even has the old commercials. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Um and then uh there's a Lego Star Wars Christmas special that kind of pokes fun at it. Yes. And then it actually kind of makes sense of how you can play with all of your toys all at once. Yes. Well, Lego actually does the best at probably making most fun of most things Star Wars. Yeah, and uh, making fun with the right kind of humor. Yes. You know, it's it's the, yeah, guys, we know that this is silly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was, of course, uh, for those of you who don't know about the Star Wars holiday special, back when Star Wars was bigger than anybody figured it could ever be. Now, even George Lucas himself did not think Star Wars was going to be the blockbuster hit that it turned out to be. It only came out like 50 theaters. Yeah, the, uh, the biggest sci-fi movie before that was Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And no one expected this, especially you know, sci-fi movies had not done well, sci-fi television shows, nothing had done well until Star Wars came out, blew everything out of the water, and then they said, well, we've got to make a sequel to it. And George Lucas said, well, give me about three years. And, and they movie, said, and movie no. viewers said, do what? We can't <laughs> wait three years. The popularity by then will have waned. And so we now we've got to do something different. We'll have, hey, CBS will put together a holiday special and we'll throw in yeah, cameos. Yeah, everything they could. Yes. Uh, which, of course, cameos of, of famous people. The and, Arthur, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, and it was a time it, when the holiday specials on television shows, they would just have uh, skits and songs. And so they thought, well, we'll do the same thing with Star Wars. Yeah. And the big thing was, hey, look at all these celebrities that yes. are outside of the regular show doing specials. Because, you know, to, to help fill airtime, there were like celebrity special sporting events and bowling. And there were all sorts of shows like that. And then they fell in, in popularity. So then they thought, well, if we take our regular shows yes. and do a special with the movie, you know, like... 
let's get the movie stars, the TV actors, let's get everyone working together. Show that they're all friends. Yeah. So you have Harvey Corman and uh, you had Art Carney uh, joining in with just. Oh. Yeah. For for those that want to subject themselves to it, <laughs> it's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the cartoon uh, out of it where it first introduces Boba Fett. Yes. Is actually pretty okay. Yeah. It's from the same guys who did uh, the heavy metal movie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Wizards and. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's. More or less worth watching. Everything else, um, if you want to learn about Life Day and uh, Lumpy, you know, Chewbacca's kid. Yes, the storyline was that they were trying to get Chewbacca back to his family in time for Life Day, which, of course, is a way to basically make Christmas when you don't have Christmas in a galaxy far, far away. How do you have Christmas? You don't. Well, you make it Life Day. And the uh, the antics of the... Wookiees who just growl at each other and there's no subtitles at all. <laughs> it's just 30 minutes of growling in in Wookiee. Yeah. And, and, and there's very little like background music to it. So it's just this quiet, awkward growling. Yes. That it's just weird. Yeah. And then every now and then the stars of Star Wars would appear for just a short amount of time, including yeah. Mark Hamill and Harrison uh, Ford. Yeah. And Carrie Fisher. And then, of course, they all gather together at the end yeah. <laughs> for a song. Oh, my gosh. That is so horrible. Uh, you just have to see it to believe it. <laughs> so if you do want to see it, uh, again, I strongly recommend you can go to Riff Tracks and you can get it. You can download. You can buy it. It's, it's much easier to watch a rift version of it's, the holiday special than the actual holiday special itself. I, I would say try to get through it. I know you won't, but try to get through it first and then watch the yeah. rift track. So, so then you have the full context yeah. of, Oh, it deserves this. Yeah. So, it, it, and, it, and it's not unusual. And actually, even before that, uh, you would have simple, you know, similar times when you would have a f- holiday themed comic book. Yeah. For example. Yeah, and uh, a lot of the times um, you would get some of the most touching stories Mm -hmm. out of those. A lot of the times you would have really cheesy like, oh, look, they actually care. But, you know, their entire series is how their relationship is built. So there were a lot more of those for a while than there were the the nice touching stories or the neat, like, twists that they could do. Yeah. like I, I do remember a, a Daredevil one where he was trying to get to a hospital, and I just that I was almost in tears by the end of it. It was yeah. so well written. Yeah, and uh, it's it's one of those where um, most comics, when they want to add seriousness, they usually go with some sort of dark theme because right. it's it's something that all of us can experience. Yeah, um, but there's not a lot of you know, everyone has shared this kind of happy moment. So finding a a happy story that speaks to everyone is almost impossible. Yeah. You know, whereas like death is universal. Everyone can relate to that. But Christmas, everyone at least gets the idea of, Mm -hmm. you know, that, uh, you know, A, it's all about family and being together and all this. And then for some, it's, you know, the most religious uh, moment uh, of the year, you know, which... A lot of other faiths can at least, you know, have that touchstone. Right. Uh, Or uh, that's where something magical finally happened in someone's life. Mm -hmm. You know, someone uh, gave a gift that proved like, oh, man, this person gets me. 
or you know they share that very special moment uh, someone went out of their way for them and you get to see a lot of the non-action non super like melodrama that goes on in comics so you get more human moments with your characters like that daredevil story yeah uh or there's a there's a fantastic uh punisher story where uh his buddy microchip uh challenged him to not shoot or punch anyone hmm. like no hurting anyone for uh it was either 24 or 48 hours and uh he was like okay well i'll stop crime like that for you know whatever the duration was and uh like first thing right off the bat, there's some dude that's stealing like the Salvation Army, you know, change bucket. Right. And uh it's just interesting to see Frank have to level with someone and mm-hmm. just kind of do that, okay, well, maybe they're not all that bad. Yeah. And then the uh, flip side is uh, a couple years later they did a uh Dr. Seuss riff where uh, you know, Punisher is usually decked out all in black, but this year in red. <laughs> uh, those who uh her mothers will soon be dead, and you know that kind of stuff. And it's you know neat little takes on that. I think Deadpool's done a couple of funny yeah. moments in in Christmas because I mean it's Deadpool; he yeah. can do just about anything he wants. And then there are those that are uh, just kind of silly for the sake of being silly, like mm-hmm. uh, back when the newer Avengers was the the big thing, and mm-hmm. Luke Cage and Doctor Strange and everyone were, uh, everyone were on the same team. Uh, Doctor Strange hosts. Christmas at the Sanctum Sanctorum, and Luke Cage comes in and sees, you know, like a Kwanzaa set up, and uh, I think the, uh, Spider-Man was like, hey, what's that? And Luke Cage was like, yeah, man, Doctor Strange is down with Kwanzaa. <laughs> and it's the, oh, that's cheesy. But then later in the issue, uh, playing with continuity as they will, Ultron, every time he dies, comes back as a new version of himself. Right. Well, for Christmas... Ultron shows up as Sandron. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. So then they have to defeat Sandron. And it's it's just a really cute, should be out of continuity story, but uh, you know what? Could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's neat little stuff like that that you get that you normally wouldn't in your regular story. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, not to say that you don't, uh, get those special issues in continuity too. Um, one of my first comic books was actually uh, Christmas on Yancey Street. Really? Uh, yeah, and on uh, in Fantastic Four, it was like issue. I want to say like three sixty or three sixty one. I used to know by heart. But, yeah. But yeah, uh, it's super cheesy. It's pretty awful. It's uh, Doctor Doom uh, got together some street kids to see if he could rid them from using drugs. And he made everything worse. And then all the parents of the kids on Yancey Street are worried about their kids at Christmas. And the thing has to go save them. And, you know, in the, the lore, the Yancey Street kids have a, a thing out for the thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I think my first introduction to like a holiday type of comic book was my friend used to collect the Ambush Bug. I don't know if you remember Ambush yeah. Bug at all from the early 80s, yeah, late 70s, early 80s. Deadpool, who was before Deadpool. Yeah, there yeah. was an Ambush Bug holiday special, and uh, I don't remember anything from it. I just remember that there was an Ambush Bug holiday special. And yes, I still have all of those collections of Ambush Bug 
uh, which are should. worth about 25 cents. So, <laughs> but they're bagged and boarded but, just in case. But they're worth so much more to you. They are. So. They are. And well, especially because it was my best friend who, uh, who did pass away in the late 90s. And so I will always cherish those and they'll always stay protected in my, in my filing cabinet. <laughs> well, I, I mean, back then, uh, Keith Giffen was just on. Mm-hmm. So like between that, you know, the ambush bug stuff and then the, uh, the Lobo stuff where, uh, yes. Oh God, Lobo versus Santa Claus is <laughs> horrifically great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They finally figured. Now, have you seen the new, uh, holiday special from guardians of the galaxy? Yet? Yes, yes. Yes, I have. What did you think? I loved yes. it. I honestly think that Marvel should start doing little specials like that for uh, some of their properties instead of movies. I think so. And also after, because I was really excited after seeing Werewolf by Night, the Halloween special, yeah. basically, that they put together. for, And I love it because it's like 45 minutes to an hour. You don't have, you have time to just sit down and just enjoy it and then move on. Yeah. And it would be a neat way to see like the Avengers take down a villain. Right. You know, it's the, hey, we found out that this guy's pretty awful. Oh, we show up, and here's your big battle. Yeah. And you're you're done. Yeah. Um, you don't need to draw it out. It doesn't need to be, you know, watch them break it down. It's here's a one and done. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of why She-Hulk, uh, for me, kind of worked, because it could be episodic and one and mm-hmm. done, you know, with the underlying plot line. Yeah. And I'd love to see more of the, the this holiday special type things like that, because... It was just fun to find a way to do that. Yeah. Um, and then that, of course, that opening, very CBS special <laughs> yeah. moment that Which, we all remember. You know, speaking of, like, uh, you know, in addition to the Star Wars special, there are some other classic TV specials that everyone needs to uh, look into, like uh, the DC Challenge of the uh, Superheroes and then the Roast of the Superheroes with Ed McMahon. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's Adam West, Burt Ward, Frank Gorshin, and then they cast the rest of the Justice League, except for Superman and Wonder Woman, because they had very successful uh, properties yes. going at the same time. So uh, you had like Flash and Green Lantern and Hawkman and Black Canary and, and Huntress, who was brand new. Yeah. And they cast uh, like a giant bodybuilder for uh, Hawkman, and then, um, oh, the guy who was Lurch is Solomon Where Grundy. Where is this? So. Uh, I know it was on the DC app when that existed. I think it's on HBO Max, and if not, uh, YouTube or there's your various uh, torrents that I don't support, definitely. Uh, and what is it called again? Uh, Challenge of the Superheroes. The Challenge of the Superheroes. Yeah, and then there's the uh, uh, Superhero Roast. Like, if you just look that up, it's... <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, like, Giganta that's in it is the first trans woman that was ever in Playboy, mm. and... Uh, Oh, God, there's so many, like, weird cameos and, uh, uh, you know, just behind-the-scenes factoids of, oh, this is the first time that this ever, this is the first time that this ever. And it's just fascinating to see, like, what all went went behind just that. And then um, seeing how they wanted to pick and choose some of those old specials Mm -hmm. uh, and just how cheesy or awesome they could be. You know, like, you'll hear about some of the old movies that were – Kind of like that. Yeah. Now, the uh, Hawkeye that came out last year was kind of centered around the entire Christmas season. Yeah, and you you really got that that feel and the impetus of needing to be together Mm -hmm. and then, you know, by the end realizing he was together the entire time. Right. You know. 
he found something special in in Hawkeye, yeah. and uh, and also kind of moved the story forward a little a little bit as well. So when as you have you seen it in comics where it just goes horribly horribly wrong? Oh man, um, whenever they're definitely phoning it in and they're using um, artists who are very much under the tail end of their contract and they're using some tryout writers mm-hmm. that they don't necessarily have a plan right. and you can kind of tell like, Oh, they've always kind of wanted to do this or they got assigned this character. And usually it's, it's just a very trite plot. Yeah. It's the, Oh, I better go get them this uh, present. Otherwise they won't love me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or it's the, Hey, we're going to go beat up bad guys on Christmas Eve. Oh, look, it's Christmas. Now it's special. That's right. Now, <laughs> now it means more. Yeah, it's it's more because we were here at twelve. Yes, when it turned Christmas. <laughs> and we and now uh, one of my favorite uh, intellectual properties out there is Doctor Who, and Doctor Who has had several Christmas specials because going all the way back to the nineteen sixty four, it's uh, been there's been a Christmas special. See, I I didn't know that. So yeah. so is it the. Uh, from what I understand, the companions are the the uh, lens to the the world of Doctor Who. Sometimes, what happens is there is because they've always had a or they try to always have a Christmas special, especially with the new Who. They release an episode on Christmas Day, and so it is either uh, him trying to not. It's not necessarily it has to do with Christmas itself. It's just that. Christmas theme to it, which I think had the Star Wars holiday special tried to do something more like that. It's more of a feeling of the season rather yeah. than actually trying to repeat Christmas itself. Uh, right. It, it, and and sometimes it, it, you've got things like uh, the feeling uh, there was a great Matt Smith episode where it was almost based off of a Christmas carol where he met with a very bad guy and then tried to th- bring him to the past to show him how his future could be. And, 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 and so almost kind of a Christmas Carol type of feeling in that, but it, it, it sometimes works and it sometimes doesn't in Dr. Who, but it's always fun to see how they mess with it to make it a Christmas <laughs> theme. Cause it's always Christmas theme. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate that, you know, they've attempted with some of the other holidays and realized that some of it works and some of it doesn't. Right. Like, DC realized that for their Thanksgiving, the only thing that really, really works is your Justice League JSA because, you know, the idea for, you know, uh, modern Thanksgiving is get together with the old folks and learn from them and have a good time. Uh, And then for everyone else, it's the, no, in all actuality, we just get together and put up with our weird family that, uh, doesn't see eye to eye with us and blah, 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 <laughs> you know. Is there a lot of changes in comic books during December that you feel like this is, uh, th- that they're leading toward a Christmas special? Uh, yes. Um, or they, uh, they have whatever they, they started in the summer wrapping up. Mm-hmm. So um, you kind of see a drop off in sales around Christmas time, which is kind of funny just yeah. because uh, usually they have their epilogue issues and their annuals and their specials that usually don't mean much to, to the full uh, continuity. But uh, what DC started doing is 
they're new writers and artists that they've been uh, teaching and, and trying to mold uh, use that as their, their tryout book or their current stable of uh, exclusive creators get to do their story that they've wanted to do finally mm. with those characters. Yeah. Um, so you'll, you'll see some stuff actually start more in the Christmas specials than uh, things like leading to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, Tom King's Batman, anytime that there was a Christmas anything, right. it would get referenced later on in the run Yeah, kind of deal. Um, so I think that that's really why to look out for the Christmas ones other than like, here's the Halloween one or here's the Valentine's one. Right. Or here's the and yeah. Halloween. That was just about as big when it comes to, cause I mean, usually your comics are tend to be a little bit darker. So having more of a Halloween theme isn't not much, isn't too difficult to do for comic books. Right. Especially with everyone embracing the, uh, horror characters, right. you know, DC has their Frankenstein now, which is essentially Hellboy in the DC universe. Well, they did. They, it was what we were talking about when they were, when we were talking about some of the, the older comics, werewolf by night was mm-hmm. that, it was constant that in the late sixties and early seventies to throw these universal monsters into a comic book. Yeah. And, uh, why that happened was, uh, because of the comics code, you weren't allowed to have, uh, vampires, werewolves, mummies, zombies, uh, and you know, any of those other creatures in comics. And I'm guessing that changed in the yeah. late sixties. Yeah. Uh, right around like 68, 69. Mm-hmm. That's when you started seeing all these characters pop up. Uh, that's why we got Morbius all of a sudden. That's why we got right. Dracula all of a sudden. Werewolf by night. And... and so my Swamp Thing was fighting, I think, Frankenstein at one point. Yep. And which, I mean, the the, the classic uh, Len Wein uh, era comics, Star Wars, so Swamp Things are wonderful. Oh, yeah. But every now and then you get these ones, you're like, oh, really, guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, same with Swamp Thing, or uh, God, Man-Thing. Man-Thing. Yeah, yeah. which I'm a huge man Well, Swamp Thing and Man-Thing fan, but for different reasons, of yeah. course. Because, uh, you know, I have to be that kind of nerd. Uh, but, um, yeah, seeing him just go after any kind of big monster, like, oh, here's Quasimodo, or here's mm-hmm. Marvel's Frankenstein, which is like the Frankenstein from the second Boris, uh, Boris Karloff movie that's uh, the furry vest. Yes. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, and just kind of seeing them try to incorporate their new monsters with old monsters, uh, just trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Have any of them tried to like save any of the comic books? Everyone tried to save Christmas, like Santa, go to Santa and try to help him save oh, Christmas. Absolutely. And, and, uh, in Marvel, it's, uh, revealed that Santa himself is a mutant. That is really, yeah. <laughs> How did that come about? Uh, in one of the the specials, they were figuring out that Santa could, you know, hit every house, you know, in the world, right, within you know a day, yeah, and produce enough toys for everyone, and get into everyone's houses, <laughs> and 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 and. So they're like, oh, must be a mutant. Then you know they they tested him, and yep, sure enough, Santa's a mutant. Santa's a mutant. <laughs> That's also why he's so long lived. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That is fantastic. Have we have we done anything like that in DC where they they've got one of the Batman trying to save help help Santa Claus fight? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there there's a very rich history and uh, usually it's Superman who uh yes. will will help with uh Santa duties and stuff like that. Um but 
uh, every now and then you get uh, the characters themselves that are either trying to learn about Christmas. There's a DC special with Larflees, uh, where you know he's the uh, uh, Green Lantern character that is the Orange Lantern, uh, who's uh, fed by greed. Oh yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, so for I Christmas, think I never knew his name, but yes, yeah, now I know who you're talking uh, about. For yes. Christmas, he wants everything. Right. Uh, and then you know, learns more about it. You learn that he's the same species as Gnort from the Green Lantern series. But in the back of it, you have one of the best orange cookie recipes for the holidays. Really? Yeah. yeah. So uh, you'll get neat stuff like that with your uh, Christmas comics usually. And you said you were you went through your your box and just realized how many Christmas specials there were. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, there there were just. A few way back when, you know, you had your Marvel and DC and then, like, the Tick would have one. Right. Um, but in the, you know, more recent years, you're seeing a lot more of those. And they're not just the throwaway thing from 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when Marvel and DC were the, well, we're obligated to do a holiday this. Here you go. Do we know if we have a Christmas special and what's coming up this year? Yes. Um, they, uh, they just kind of... Put out the covers and, and just say that we're going to have certain characters here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually when you get the issue, you'll get the full rundown of who's doing what. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this year, uh, definitely some uh, Marvel DC image. Just everyone's doing one. Yeah. So. That's that's really wonderful. I, I mean, they're, they're fun to pick up and also keep for just to, as a piece of memory uh, because they're special just one-offs usually. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, what is it you would like to see the most in a, in, a, in, a, in any kind of, not just maybe comic books, but any kind of a pop culture uh, Christmas-themed? Ooh. Uh, I always love it when um, characters will gift someone uh, something, uh, you know, when they're so incredibly hard to read. Mm. Uh, like there's a, uh, I, I, for the life of me, I, I can't find it. I know it's somewhere. There's uh, an issue where Batman is trying to explain Christmas to, like, Red Tornado, and he just keeps not getting it. And then at the end of it, he presents Batman with, like, a Zorro mug or, or something. And uh, he's just so touched by, like, oh, man, this robot just figured out Christmas and still doesn't get it. Yeah. You know, th- it's those the fish of out of water type things trying to explain what Christmas is all about, which is what I loved about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah, because it means so many different things to other people. It's, mm-hmm. it's neat to see other interpretations because your traditional Christmas may not have worked for you. You know, like uh, my family's traditional Christmas. Uh, we we would get together and, and kind of be done with it after like 45 minutes and just because it was too crazy, too wild, too much everything. Yeah. And everyone's just exhausted. And since we've kind of learned like, oh, no, change it up because that didn't work for us. Right. Here's how we do it. And we've learned it through uh, other media. Yeah. That is fantastic. Uh, I, Buck, thank you for coming in and talking to us about Christmas and uh, yeah, as, the as, geek, geek. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. As, uh, as odd as, uh, as it is, it's just kind of one of those that people usually don't talk about it, and it's really a big corner of uh, the medium. It's huge. Everyone, yeah. because everyone tries to take advantage of it, whether it's uh, television or movies, uh, but, but usually, especially on television, how many times do we see a Christmas special just in a regular sitcom that's running? Yeah, exactly. 
Or ER or something like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Buck, thanks so much. And we'll see you next week and we'll talk about even more stuff. Sounds good. So that's our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Buck Berlin, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.